1: On
2: my hey, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 107.1, Everything entertainment.
0: It's deboning big nasty in the mornings. You looking at the picture of Justin Hartley? Uh
2: not yet. Nope, nope. I haven't gotten there. Go right Sorry. there. Okay, wait, gotta change Stop everything the, and go there. Change the day that I'm on. Holds on. Justin Hartley, I'm clicking on it.
0: He's clicking on it.
2: Oh, yeah. No, he's very lean. He's very lean.
0: Yeah, he's not thin. Are you lean talking about muscle. Is his husband? Yeah, the guy from this is us. He is ripped.
2: Yeah, he's ripped. It's he's good small. lean.
0: Like he has very low body fat, but you wouldn't see him and say, oh, he's skinny. You'd be like, holy crap, he works out.
2: Yeah. However, he, he, he started off, I, I think smaller guys have really excuse me, good success with weightlifting and getting results.
0: What do you mean smaller guys? Thinner?
2: Thinner, leaner. Okay. If you start off, let's say you get a runner and then he starts working out. I, I feel like, yeah, if you have a good starting point.
0: There are three body types. Do you know that?
2: Yeah. Endomorph. Yes. Ectomorph.
0: He's an ectomorph. And
2: Mesomorph. Right? Mesomorph, and, then, and then, yes,
0: mesomorph is the middle one. It goes ectomorph is sort of like lean, long.
1: Sounds like an alien.
0: Mesomorph yeah. is from the sequel, the alien sequel. Mm-hmm. It's a, that's like an athletic rectangular shape. And then endomorph naturally has a soft and round body. And that's then when you me, put muscle on too. it, changes it, you know, one of those ways. Okay. He's an ectomorph. Okay. Yeah, you know I who know. else is an, an ectomorph? uh no Terrell owens is an ectomorph
2: is that right and he's
0: a he we when i was in college and we were all trying different workout regimens which i'm about to start a new one i'll tell you if at any point you want to ask during three hours um Terrell owens we would look at pictures of him without his shirt it was like he was carved like he was carved out of stone
1: did you go to college with him
0: No, we would... uh, in
1: college, you'd look at pictures. Me and my
0: male roommates would just look at (laughs) pictures of them, and then we'd be like, all right, let's go to the gym. (laughs) Hey, you have any creatine? Yeah. I'm loading. I'm in a loading phase of creatine.
1: Yeah, they do have to, like, protein load, too. You know what's
0: funny? There was a a morning... No, I'm sorry. It was a night we were going to bed freshman year. I'm in the room with my roommate, Dave Clem. And I had been going to the gym as often as I could. It was right there. Then they had buffet-style food at the cafeteria. So I'm just housing food and housing protein. And I remember he said to me, the lights were out, Steve, can I ask you a question about protein? I was like, yeah, man. Any Anything you want to know, I'll tell you. And then he paused and said, is it supposed to make your face bigger? And he was being serious. Oh, and it was a wake-up call and i guess i had gotten a little fat in my face because i was eating multiple dinners snacking all the time tons of protein (laughs) donna you would have hated me in college
2: totally (laughs) i think a mistake that people make is they think because they work out they can eat whatever they want and you can't
0: no you can't i
2: mean you could probably not work out and have a great diet and not have any issues but when you flip it, it doesn't work.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it gives you, like, you have more leeway. There's more margin if you're burning calories and your metabolism's up. Your metabolism is up. There is more margin if you eat something bad. It's not just going into the other blobby state of you. <laughs> but then you're not maximizing anything because you're sort of working against yourself. What's the old saying? What's the tattoo you have? Small your back, on It says, bodybuilding takes place outside of the gym. <laughs> And it's in Chinese characters.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. At least I'm hoping that's what it says. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if found, please return. Is what it says. Hey, big uh, big <sighs> night with the Olympics last night. Chloe Kim won her second gold medal. She won gold in the snowboard halfpipe four years ago in Pyeongchang. This was she was I believe uh, seventeen at the time. Now she's twenty one. Came back. And crushed the competition right out of the gates. They get three runs on this snowboard half pipe thing. Right away they were like, Okay, she's got a gold. Once mm. she finished, they were like, Doesn't matter, the other people can go more times. She just won gold. So it was so it was it was great to see it. It was a little bit anticlimactic in that it was her very first run. Boom, she wins because you go three times down the half pipe. So they go through the full field oh, got of it. ten contestants and then or Olympians, I suppose I should say. It's not like they Got selected for the prices right,
2: or Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> yeah,
0: um, and then she won, so it, it, it was uh, it was exciting. And you know, my son actually said to me last night, Sean White, by the way, uh, probably our most famous Olympian, Winter Olympian. Sure, he is going to be competing in his final uh, snowboard halfpipe event tonight. He's done with the Olympics well, after he's this. Like
2: fifty-seven years old. He's and... in his
0: mid-thirties. The right. Flying Tomato. He's won gold many times before at the Olympics. He's I think our most decorated snowboarder. Uh, he is not the favorite to win tonight, but as Mike Tarico said last night, if he's in it, he's got a chance, and he's in it. He qualified for the uh, for the medal round. My son had us put it on, Donna, because he said, can we watch the Olympics? And I said, sure. He said, all of my friends at school keep talking about the Olympics, oh, and they're shoot. watching it, and so I want to watch it so I can talk with them about it.
2: I love that.
0: What's your theory? You have some sort of conspiracy well, theory? I
2: have a friend who was texting me yesterday and just asking, like, hey, are you guys talking about the Olympics? And I'm like, yeah, a little bit. And he's like, you know, the U.S. is doing so horrible because so many of our star athletes, as well as stars of other countries, are coming down with COVID. And then he goes into his, you know, conspiracy of, I wouldn't be surprised one bit if China is intentionally exposing oh it to my them. my God. I'm like,
1: what? Con- By... And like what? I don't know. I don't know you
0: anymore.
1: <laughs> I don't know who is this. Uh, this, this is
2: how a... did you get this number? This is, right, exactly. <laughs> this is the person basically responsible for my radio career. Oh uh, well. my first radio job.
0: What are you gonna do?
2: What no, are you it's... gonna do? People, you know money.
0: Hey, yeah,
2: well, I guess listen, anything's possible.
0: We're fo- our show is followed by not not COVID conspiracy theorists, but by conspiracy theorists. So we have to have grace and room for these oh, you know, conspiracy oh, theorists. Sure. Cobra. everyone's welcome. Yeah, they're all, yeah, yeah, This is nice. Right. I'm like oh Donna's them. got a diverse group of friends. I like that. Thanks, Steve. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. I don't think China. Has lured the well, Olympic because, athletes of the world well, there. Well,
2: China isn't even in the top five of the medal count. I don't think
1: that's what fuels their fire. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> <Exactly>. yeah. We <we've, laughs> USA is coming back. Uh, Norway's got twelve, Austria twelve, Russia eleven, Canada ten, and then the USA now with nine. So we're in fifth place. We weren't in the top five five as of yesterday. Right. So Nathan Chen also won a gold last night. Oh yeah, in Thought uh that. in figure skating
1: hey so. S-A. I saw a really funny Buzzfeed article that I will try to find, and it is figure skaters where they've just they've done a a, a, a picture of them in the moment while they're like turning. Yeah, and they are hilarious pictures. Oh, really? Just like, this is what she's contorted. saying. This yeah. is what she's thinking because oh. they're really <laughs> like very dramatic faces. Sometimes their eyes are crossed. Oh my god, it's great! I'll have to find it for you. Okay, that'd be great. Steve will link it up. Yeah, link it
0: in. Link it. We got all sorts of fun. It's Thursday, Throwback Thursday. Music trivia is coming up today at eleven thirty, hour three. If you listen on the podcast, Um, when we come back, let's wake our brains up. Okay. This is a trivia question. A movie trivia question: the least financially successful movie from this movie franchise made approximately $90 million more than the most successful movie from this movie franchise. Oh.
2: That's a mouthful. Okay.
0: Can you figure it out? Uh, I'll tell you, when we come back, it's Donna and Steve on My Talk.
2: Yeah, you say you'll work out in the morning. Then I'll get to it this afternoon. Definitely after dinner. And it never happens.
0: I know, it's hard to stay motivated. And that's why I tell people, join the Y. They've got group exercise classes that give you fun, fitness, and... Accountability, Peer pressure, I love it. Yeah, you get cardio, strength classes, yoga, and a bunch more. Get $5 enrollment if you join the Y by February 10th and 25% off dues through April.
2: Sign up at YMCANorth.org. Good morning. Welcome back, you guys. Thank you for listening to The Donna and Steve Show. On my Talk one zero seven one. everything entertainment.
3: Things that make you go
0: Hey, guys.
2: Hey, Steve.
0: It's good to be with you guys. Mm-hmm. I've been sucking at Wordle recently, really having problems. Oh, I
2: got it on the third try today.
0: <laughs>
1: huh.
0: Don, do you have any ribbons? Are we giving ribbons out today? Let's Participation give
1: one. ribbons. Did They're you blue. not get it?
0: <laughs> I got it. Last one. Two All days right, ago, I didn't get it. it. No, no, no. Two days ago, I didn't get it. Then the day after that, I gave up after four and was like, I'll come back to it. And then I didn't. That registered as another incomplete. It's fine. Point is, things that make you go, huh, was around long before Wordle. The Times tried to buy us many times, and we said, no, we will always be free. A segment for the people to wake your brain up. With that, we start here. The least financially successful movie from this big movie franchise made $90 million more than the most successful movie from this movie franchise. It's a two-parter. Can you get either of them?
1: Okay. The They're Godfather. both young
0: adult. I'm gonna. Oh, help you there. young
1: adult. They're both oh, young adult. Shoot. Why you
0: mean they young big.
2: adult themed?
0: hmm Like that would be the genre. Like oh. a young adult.
2: Okay. I believe. Well, I, liked- I believe.
0: I, that's one of them, Donna.
2: Okay. Um So is that the least or the most?
0: That is the one that it's it's best movie made ninety million dollars less than this other franchise's worst box office movie.
2: Is that oh, one so that's also young adult? One.
0: Yeah, yes. I mean, yes.
2: Um Okay. So that would be Hunger Games.
0: Younger adult.
2: That would be Spider Man.
1: Uh oh. Harry Potter.
0: Don yes, McLean.
1: Teamwork. Wow. You did Team it, guys. Work. yeah, because I was going to say solo. Oh, sure. As the low one.
0: The least financially successful Harry Potter made $90 million more than the most successful Twilight. That's just another way to read Harry Potter was dominant. And My wife and I have been waiting 11 long years since we had babies from getting frisky, I'll tell you that. Oh, mm-hmm. My daughter is now reading Harry Potter. We tried introducing Harry Potter not long ago to them. A few, maybe three years ago we sat down to kind of watch a movie and then the kids early were getting a vibe of like I don't know, the oldest was eight at that point. Now we're getting ready to watch it. And I just can't wait. It's going to be a movie extravaganza night. There will be candy. There will be popcorn. The sound system will be turned up. We'll have twinkle lights. It's going to be great. It's one of the greatest scores of all time. That's that's why I feel bad, Donna, that you're not into it. Because the score, when the movies start and you hear the Harry Potter score, you know it's like them welcome. they've opened the door and said, come in to the land of fantasy.
2: Who who does the score? Is it John Williams?
0: I don't know who does who the score. We just turned
2: 90 this week, by the way.
0: Oh, wow. How about that? Right. Uh, let me see if I can figure this out. I bet I can.
2: Okay. Thank you for asking, You Donna. betcha. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, oh, that is uh, James Newton Howard. Oh, love his work. Yeah, he's, he does have great work.
2: Got anything else up your sleeve?
0: Girlfriend. <laughs> How dare you? The guy who assassinated President Garfield in 1881 used a gun with an ivory handle because he thought it would look good in a museum. And it might have, but somehow it got lost and is not on display anywhere. Oh. That's a dark one. Mm. Let's go light. Reading gossip, ever heard of it? <laughs> About a celebrity creates a momentary feeling in your brain that is as good as eating great food or winning money. That's the kind of dopamine Whoa. release that reading a juicy bit of celebrity gossip gives you. <laughs> oh
1: think i'd rather have a blizzard from dairy queen not on my list of things to eat with livia but sure. you know i don't know maybe it's because we consume it all the time you know we we get celebrity gossip all the time and yeah, it's part of our job that's true. another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help So it's yeah. not like a necessarily a fun thing. Yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah.
0: It'd be like if you had a blizzard every day. Right. You wouldn't be craving a blizzard. Right. Speaking of blizzards, hmm? the Heath Bar thrives in ice cream. On its own, you don't see people on street corners <laughs> just noshing a Heath Bar.
1: They are really good. I do get one from time to time.
0: I, I, have I've never had one. I've ones. only ever had them in ice cream. Really?
2: Oh, no, I've never really? had them in ice cream.
0: Oh, they are oh, divine. Really? Sounds like we got a blizzard date, my friends.
2: <laughs> you can make me eat a blizzard if. Um, so, this the Rams will win the Super is not how the wager is going to work.
0: <laughs> Don. perhaps you could help us with this. The Super yeah, Bowl, gonna... of course, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're setting up a wager. Dawn is taking the Rams. I'm taking the Bengals. Okay. If the Rams win, yeah. I have to go with her to some dirty dog park and have a doggy play date. Oh, and she's going to have great. know all the locals. You know, the people who frequent these parks way too much, the bench people. Hey, that's Pete's spot. Yeah, he always no, sits on that gonna bench. You're
2: not going to come to the, that neck of the woods. I know you.
0: So I have to do that if the Bengals win. I, I need to, if the uh, excuse me, if the Rams win. If the Bengals win, mm-hmm. Donna has to do something. Okay. And I want her to eat a food that she wouldn't normally eat. Mm-hmm. Like a burger or a T-bone a no, steak.
2: I'll get sick.
0: What do you mean you'll get sick? My body
2: will reject it. I haven't had that in like 20-something years. You haven't had a burger in 20 years? Mm Mm-mm.
1: I gotta go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Somebody wrote us yesterday and said, I just don't trust people who don't like burgers.
1: I like burgers. I don't not like them. So do you not really enjoy food on the level of like maybe... This is not a criticism. I think if I had this in my life, it would be very helpful. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, eh, you're indifferent about food, or do you like really? Crave I'm not a foodie. Things. Like when people are like, oh my God, I'm
2: going to my favorite restaurant. I'm like, you're cool. like who cares? Yeah, whatever. <laughs>
1: That's yeah. really
2: interesting. I, I, I trained myself. Okay. You know, once you have a problem with it. Self-control. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And and the burger thing is a health thing. It's just a, a family history of, you know,
0: cancer, yeah, sure, sure. colon
2: cancer. I mean, if you could avoid those things, Red why meat? not? Yeah.
0: yeah. But I think one burger's not going to kill you, and I want to watch you eat a juicy, medium burger. A little bit of blood oh, coming out.
2: Oh, Ugh. God. Okay, whatever. I'll do whatever you want. Oh, Fine. My Fine. Just my okay. this, Just time. to move on. Okay. Sure, whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah. Save this tape, please. Uh, let's see. We got one more quickly. The idea for the movie Interstellar came from a producer named Linda Obst and a physicist named Kip Thorne. They met two decades ago when Carl Sagan set them up on a blind date. It did not work out romantically, but we got the movie Interstellar. Now we talk about wormholes.
2: That's awesome. That All right. Mm-hmm. Hey, Footloose <laughs> is the latest production at Hassan Dinner Theaters. And up next, we are going to talk to the director of that production. Oh, yes. That's coming up next on My Talk 1071. do Don't go away. Good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Speaking of entertainment, we love us uh, some Chan Chanhassen dinner theaters.
0: Come on, man. One of my favorite places oh, so to fun. be is there. It's my favorite place to see a show. Uh, there's no debate about that. I told you my wife a couple nights ago when we were looking forward to seeing Footloose this Saturday. Uh, she, she like turned to me and in a genuine moment said... Do you know that this is one of my absolute favorite things to do? I just love the whole night. I love the dinner. I love the conversation, the show, intermission. You get hit with dessert. It's just all, it's so great. So we're really pumped that we get to go back. We have been looking forward to seeing Footloose on the main stage since we heard that it was going to be the next show. And it is finally here. So happy to have the artistic director and the president of Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Michael Brindisi joins us now. Michael, good morning to you.
3: Hi, how are you guys?
0: We're good. We're doing good. Um, I am just so excited about this show. I think it's going to be fabulous. Let's talk a little bit about Footloose, uh, which is on stage, on the main stage now at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, and why you think it works so well in the time that we are currently in.
3: Yeah, I mean the big star in my opinion, Steve, of of Footloose is Dean Pitchford, who's given us um a script. He he did the script for both films and also for this musical. And he's given us a play um that is really timeless and uh has a has a message that uh everyone can relate to. Um life, you know, has its way of throwing curves at you and 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 saddling you with burdens and you've got to slug it out and try to get through it and um, release yourself from your burdens and continue to live and the the dance theme in footloose dance is really a metaphor for for living and continuing to live and that's why i think the play gets done a lot by a lot of schools and colleges um, because it just it just never it, it it never gets old
2: I remember having this um, cassette tape of the soundtrack and Mm. listening to it over and over and over again in my car. The music alone uh, is Mm. fantastic from Footloose.
3: Yeah, I think people people come expecting the dance and the music and the rock and roll Mm -hmm. and and the glitz and the fun, and all of that is there. I think people are surprised, though, at the end when they're kind of tearing up, and there's a story that, that is really pretty relatable on many levels. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we just went through this, where well, we're going through this pandemic where we, uh, you know, we really had major curves thrown at mm. us as human beings, and, and we, we were getting through it, and we're going to get through it, and we're going to survive. But uh, this play is about surviving, uh, surviving the hardships of life.
0: You know, everybody's uh, faced different challenges with the pandemic in different ways. Let's talk about rehearsing for a production like this. And, you know, I would imagine while you guys were rehearsing, you probably saw different uh, different parts of the pandemic where it felt like, okay, things are looking like they're leveling out here, and then we get a surge, and that probably, talk about curveballs, threw you quite a few just trying to get this show ready for the stage.
3: Yeah, I mean... Um... We had as many as nine people out of rehearsal um, oh, no. with uh, with COVID uh, out of a cast of thirty, and uh, so n- nearly a third of the cast down at one time, and we were we had uh, video zooms in the in the rehearsal room so people could tune into rehearsal from home, and uh, you know the challenge of the mask the mask um you know it's hard to it's hard to direct Ooh. when you can't uh, uh, see or hear anybody
0: yeah it's like oh, what emotion yeah. are you giving me i can't quite see it under that mask
3: and and it really literally sometimes uh, michael gruber who plays uh, reverend shaw would say to me um I'm not smiling. I know you think I am, but I'm not smiling. You tell me what his emotion was behind his mask. It was, You know, when we first started, we thought, oh, my God, how are we going to do this? But I'll tell you, it became easier and easier. And pretty soon uh, we forgot we had the masks on. And, and when we got into the theater and we had to be on stage, we were allowed to take our masks off. A lot of people kept forgetting to take them off. They kept coming on stage and say, oh, yeah, I forgot I can take this off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> michael what are the uh what are the protocols for someone who wants to come and see the show as far as is there a yep. mask mandate
3: yeah we're we're uh requiring masks uh, okay. in the building when you're not eating or drinking and we're also um we're checking um uh, vaccination cards and um you know uh it's been really good and people have been very supportive of of our policies Um, You know, only a few people have grumbled about it. Most most of the people have been thanking us, saying the only reason that we're here is because you're doing this. Hmm. And hopefully we won't have to do it very much longer. It looks like, you know, things might be getting better cross your fingers
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's the that's the thing is that you know everything changes uh by the way when you go to com, they will outline the the covid policy that they have so either a vaccination card also a negative covid test if that works better for you within 72 hours of when you see the show so you can see all those details there but um you know i would imagine that people because you know everybody as you know michael you get some folks who grumble about it people have covid fatigue it's understandable two years into it but around the theater, it seems that people, if you're going to rally around something and sort of put your big boy pants on or your big girl pants on, it's like we want to support the theater because there was this long stretch of time where actors were sidelined and artists were sidelined. And so it feels like something that a lot of folks would just want to do whatever we need to do so that we can experience the arts again.
3: Yeah, that's really true, Stephen. Um you know, we owe a lot to uh, Senator Klobuchar because she really rallied uh, the the Congress behind the SVOG plan. And we we could not have opened in the same uh, shape we were in when we closed after being closed for almost 17 months. We, wow. we could not have done it without the, the grant and, and the work that she did for us. And you know she was she was wonderful. She came out to the theater and she addressed our cast and our audience one afternoon and uh, it was uh, it was she was magnificent
0: uh, we 're talking with Michael Brindisi, uh, the president, the big man on campus at Chanhassen dinner theaters who 's directing <laughs> Footloose, which is now on the main stage michael we 'll get you out of here on this. You have directed uh, so many productions at Chanhassen dinner theaters. I would imagine. Each cast uh, is its own group. They're a little different from the next, from the next, from the next. What's what has stood out to you about the cast of Footloose that you've sort of experienced in the months of preparing for this show?
3: Well, uh, really, um, I we have in this. I I love this cast. This is one of my favorite casts ever. And be, and there are a lot of new people on our stage, and uh, and a lot of young people. And I have found that the young talent that's coming out today uh very inspiring to me personally um these these kids are fearless i mean they were they want they want to go out on the limb and they want to get the fruit and they they will do anything anything you ask them to do and then they will do things that really surprise you and uh i have a wonderful choreographer on the show who who challenged uh, us from day one to look at different choreography for the show, different mm-hmm. ideas, and, and uh, Renee Guitar is a choreographer and her husband Rush. And they, and to me, it's been it's been invigorating and exhilarating to work with all the young people in this cast.
0: Well, I am so excited to see this show. Uh, we will be there on Saturday night, and we're really looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, he is Michael Brindisi uh, from Chanhassen Dinner Theater, spreading the good word about Footloose, which is now on the main stage. Michael, thank you so much for your time this morning. We'll see you this weekend.
3: Oh, Thank you, guys. Always nice to talk to you.
2: Thanks,
0: Michael. Um, uh, thank DT. you. Ch- <laughs> com is where you can go to get and the your show tickets.
2: Runs into the fall, so that's great.
0: Yeah, it is. By the way, I was talking with our buddy uh Chris Howland, uh the the publicist over there at mm-hmm. Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters. Hi, Chris. And she was she was really sweet. She gave me just a little heads up because we're planning to take my daughter, my eleven year old daughter. Yeah. And we first took her to her first ever Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters experience uh for the music man. And we just wanted to be this tradition with her. She's just falling in love with theater and so it's really, really fun. Uh, But Chris was sweet and she said, hey, remind me how old your daughter is again. I said, she's 11. She said, "Okay, just so you know, there are a couple mature themes in Footloose. You know, there's like an abusive boyfriend. There's Mm -hmm. uh, some spotty language. And she said, I just want to as a as a mom, I would want to know that ahead of time because there might be some things that you kind of need to talk through on the ride home or before you get there. And so I'm just planting that seed for you. And I think she said that they're, they're saying, you know, like 11 and up is probably like a good space where a little younger than that, it might not uh, be the right fit. So anyway, that for any other parents out there. And I told her it's just like when we watch movies at home and then something pops up and then we're like, okay, this is a opportunity for a conversation.
2: So knowing that, do you have the talk on the way there?
1: Or the th- way home.
0: I think we're going to have a talk on the way there, so that then she sort of understands it. They, you know, sort of explaining I mean, she it. I would explain feel it like it's...
1: next to her parents, because you're like, oh God, my right. dad's sitting right next to me. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah it it's won't be they... like
0: when I saw Cold Mountain with my mom. Oh. That was horrifying. <laughs> oh, Cold
2: Mountain. I thought you meant Brokeback Mountain.
0: Oh,
1: Cold <laughs> Mountain. Oh, so, there's it... some sex in that.
0: Cold Mountain.
1: Jude Law and Rene Renee, Zellweger? Renee Zellweger. Not to or was be it eaten Nicole? On. Nicole what'd you say what
0: they used tables not to be eaten on like there were uh, these old multi-purpose right. tables and multi-purpose. i was like oh my god,
1: that's right yeah can you pass
0: the milk duds <laughs> it's just <laughs> awkward it's just it was terrible uh no it won't be like that but yeah we'll have the conversation on the way um and, and let her know just hey there might be a, a couple things here's something that might happen and you know
2: good luck to you sir Donna, thank
0: you so much.
2: You're so we welcome.
0: Um, why don't we take a break?
2: Okay, why don't we come back, though? We've got a few things we want to get to. If you see something, you should say something. Dave Chappelle shows up at a city council meeting <laughs> to <laughs> protest something. We'll tell you about that on the way and how much Chris Cuomo wants to oh go gosh. away. We'll get to all of that coming up next on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Donna and Steve here on My Talk 107.1. Everything, entertainment, woo! Dave Chappelle saw something and he was
3: like, "You know what?
2: I'm gonna say something."
3: Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? You, you see
2: something you. It's Time something for
3: if you see something, say something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight.
2: Who?
0: What to do, baby boo?
2: So, okay, Dave Chappelle has a lot of influence in his hometown of Yellow Springs, Ohio. I think that's what it's called, Yellow Springs. Sounds right, right? Yeah. Okay. So, apparently, the city was considering um, some affordable housing among like like um, duplexes and uh, things like that that would be part of a development that would be
1: among single family.
0: I'm Bradley Trainer,
1: and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
0: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
0: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Holmes. Okay.
2: And he was opposed to it. So Dave Chappelle has got a lot of influence in that he's bringing business to this small town. And in December of 2020, he bought, for example, a former fire station. And then he received approval to transform that space into a restaurant called Firehouse Eatery and a comedy club also called Live From YS. So he hears about this and he shows up to the meeting and here's what he said.
3: I just want to say... I don't know why the village council would be afraid of litigation from a $24 million a year company while it's out a $65 million a year company. I cannot believe you would make me audition for you. You look like clowns. I am not bumping. I will take it all off the table. That's all, thank you.
2: So he's basically invested millions of dollars in that town and he's just saying, hey, if you push this thing through, uh, what I am in investing is no longer um, applicable.
0: Wow! Wow! That oh, would wow. That, yeah, was, that could sway the opinions of the old city council, don't you yeah. think?
1: nobody—they voted not to go ahead. With they it.
2: ended up, yep, yeah. exactly. So he does have a lot of pull there because I guess they say the elephant in the room is, is that nobody wants to discuss the influence of Dave Chappelle, but you know they know that. It's really important having him live there.
0: Sure. So,
2: yeah. I mean, I get it.
0: Yeah, I. If you're pumping all that money into it, you know, you could understand his position. Now, I'll tell you one thing: I'd like to not ever do. Not mm-hmm. uh, go to a city council meeting. <laughs>
2: my brother oh my god in like 30 something years has never missed one city council meeting in you're not all telling his the years. truth
0: this cannot be it's real it's
2: actually in the program for his retirement he has never missed one single city council meeting every tuesday every tuesday isn't that every crazy tu- i for
0: decades, i can't think decades. of a thing that i am that committed to
2: me
1: either I know someone. Oh my! Who is on see. the board of the, um, just the local housing? Oh, housing board? Yeah, the whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. the, your your uh, neighborhood board. Yeah.
2: Oh, like your association? Like the association. The association? Yes, board. I know
1: someone who's doing that too. There's I'm like, why? That is more <laughs> boring to me than being involved in that without pay. Right. Oh, okay. That is the last thing I would do. Let's no discuss offense to how anyone much... who's into that, but that is not me.
2: Yeah, I I know a few people. I have a few friends who actually God are on their ya. boards because you know they want to say where the money is budgeted for. Oh, do we really need siding this year, or can we put that towards mm-hmm. I don't know landscaping?
0: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and God love those people. To God your point, Don. For that's for for me. Uh uh-uh.
1: somebody has to do it hmm. and we thank you for it yeah. and we thank you yes and we
0: trust that you're just getting you you vote however you want to vote and we stand with you we are with you yeah the idea of um
1: it's a very adult thing it's a very adult And I thing. i don't think i'm qualified Mm-mm.
0: the idea of sitting on a board May for either. something too is interesting to me i was asked about it years ago when oh, i yeah. lived in yeah, new yeah, mexico yeah, yeah. and then mm-hmm. i didn't I was asking about it, like, what am I going to have to do? What's expected of me? Mm -hmm. I'm looking to lower people's expectations of me. Right. I don't want those to go up, really. Yeah. And I think if you're on a board, it's like, oh, Steve, what sort of ideas did you bring to the table? And what do you think? What do I think about this? Uh, Maybe I'll get there. Maybe someday it would be fun to sit on a board. Holly sits on a board. I
1: was just thinking that. It's people like Holly Godlover. Like I think it's something you really have to care about. And canine inspired change mm-hmm. is something she cares about deeply. Yeah. But if you really don't care that much about how much money you're going to put into siding in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. I don't. I
0: don't know. I, I'm gonna hey, go. Chris, uh, Chris Cuomo no longer <laughs> works for CNN.
2: Uh, I heard. I heard.
0: And now he is asking for. Sixty million dollars <laughs> in, is, in settlement, he... in severance, this from page six.
2: why do you, would he think he's entitled to that much money?
0: Um, that's a great question. I mean that is a that's a million do- 60 million dollar question. I don't know why because I believe it was already 18 million dollars that he w- that was left on his contract. And uh, he was going to be demanding that, and then turned it up to $60 million, which the Page Six source says he wants that Megyn Kelly money.
1: That's what I heard mm. yesterday.
0: Yeah. He, uh, Chris insists that he never did anything for his brother Andrew that um, Jeff Zucker didn't know about. So Jeff Zucker was just uh, released by... He stepped down. He was going to be forced out if he didn't. um, For hiding a relationship with an executive at CNN. It's just in their policy. That can't happen. They did it. They didn't report the relationship. So now Zucker, who was the head of CNN, is now out. And so he's saying like, Hey, Zucker knew about things things that I was doing in regard to how I was treating coverage of things that Chris Cuomo's brother... Andrew Cuomo, the former governor of New York, was involved in. And they say Chris intends to fight for every dollar on his contract and loss of income from the 15 to 20 years left in his career had Zucker not orchestrated a bleep job on him. Huh. He could ask for as much as $80 million, but CNN isn't going to pay that. But there's an argument he could ask for as much as $60 million. So essentially he's saying, look, this was a hit piece. Jeff Zucker took this out on me. And now I'm not going to be able to get hired as a journalist ever again. I'm going to lose all this money. Right. I want $60 million for the money I could have earned down the line. I don't know. He's that not that going to get that. Coming. So. Good
2: luck You've to you, been Chris.
1: Sir.
2: Say his last name again
0: Cuomo. Okay. Here it just we go. cracks
2: me up that you're like Cuomo.
0: How do you say How am I supposed to say it? Cuomo. Cuomo? Yeah. Not Chris Cuomo. No. Who's right? Who's right here? You're from Jersey. I think you have the advantage.
1: I, I don't know. I, just, I would say Chris Cuomo.
2: Like make the U a W. Cuomo.
0: Oh. And you go Cuomo. <laughs> I do no, <laughs> like, I didn't do Kimono. Cuomo. I do Cuomo. Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. <laughs> Governor Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. Wow, you say Cuomo enough times in a row and that doesn't make sense. Yeah.
1: Cuomo. That's because that's not the way it's said. That's exactly the reason. You say
0: it one time, it doesn't make sense, yeah. Oh man, Cuomo. guys. Hey. hey, we're gonna
1: have to talk about uh,
2: the my talk awards. The talkies. <laughs> you sound excited. About
0: Donna's well, getting all stressed out. I, I do get stressed out. It's this... just
2: too much. It's just too much. I called this. There's there's just it's too overwhelming.
0: Dawn was talking to me during the break about it, feeling stressed out about it.
3: <laughs>
2: I, we got to, we, we got to
0: put old Yeller down. Old Yeller is the stress, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna blow its brains <laughs> out. Okay, oh that, was gosh. Gosh. that was harsh. That was harsh. Poor alert. choice oh. of words. Oh
2: my gosh! All right, we also have some music news on the way. Dawn, thank you so much. DJ no Rock
1: Lobster is coming in with a dirt alert.